In this week's episode of Let's Talk About It, we are going to explore how can Christians interact with people who have no interest in talking about faith? And then in our relationship segment, we're going to explore the famed introvert versus extrovert conversation. So you're here. You've joined us. Now let's talk about it. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. I'm Malcolm Morgan. And I'm Micah Morgan. And we're so happy to have you with us today. Yes, so happy. So happy. Micah, how are you doing today? Um, doing pretty good. I've got something weird going on with my eye. It itches, mm. but I think that's just... That's something that the people can hear on the podcast. I think so. Yes. I thought my eyelashes were pretty loud just now, but <laughs> other than that, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I am... I don't, I'm doing okay. You know, we're yeah. we're getting closer to the election and things are ramping up. You know, that is a way to that describe is a way it. to describe it, and so that makes, <laughs> especially on social media, things are very tense mm. and interesting, and oh, so many things. So, I'm so glad we talked about social media etiquette in our first episode. <laughs> so, if you would like some tips on social media etiquette, you know. You may need them or not. Uh, we would be happy to offer those if you go back and listen to episode one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So okay. our first segment today, Ooh. how to interact with people who are not interested in talking faith. At all. Um, mm. This is really going to come to the core of evangelicalism right here. Like Of us, the belief that we must take Jesus everywhere we go and they don't want it. We need to give it to them anyway. They don't even know that they need it. Um, hmm. Which is a very combative way to look at evangelism in it, general. It is. It is. But I always come back to, you know, I don't think any Christian of the evangelical persuasion wakes up in the morning and they say, oh, you know, I really want to beat someone over the head. <laughs> With the gospel, like I, I just, I yearn for that moment where someone decides never to talk to me again because I've been abrasive and I've been, you know, I haven't read the room and I I haven't taken, you know, no one wakes up and they, and says that. I think people genuinely want to spread the gospel, want to spread the good news of, of who Jesus is and what he has done. Because they love Jesus and they believe that the, the good news is, is for everyone and that everyone needs that news, you know. And so I like I always like to begin this conversation there mm-hmm. um, because I imagine that there's someone listening to us who really does value the work mm-hmm. of evangelizing, of of sharing the good news and that it's important to them. And, and maybe they have noticed people who have kind of turned away from them or, you know, gotten the cold shoulder and they're not responding to their text messages and, and they may be trying to figure out, well, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? Am I doing something wrong? So I really just want to kind of contextualize this conversation that way mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Um, 
but there are some implications absolutely that our question (laughs) throws out there from the beginning we are implying that we think we should interact with people Mm -hmm. who don't who, who have no desire to talk about faith and we also are implying that there are people out there who just don't, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, they identify as non-spiritual mm-hmm. or they've been really wounded by people of faith in the past and they've decided, nope, I'm, I'm done. And so these two implications, I think, we just want to throw those out there. We are working with some assumptions from, from jump, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But what do you think, Malcolm? Well, we've had this conversation in several different forms, whether in small group studies, Bible studies, other things. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that I'm going to talk about is relationship and that yeah. the best evangelism, correction, anything that you do, it's, it's better done in relationship mm-hmm. than done outside of that. What do you mean by that? So, you know, I, I think of examples of where I've been in churches and things where adults are like, why can't I get the kids to do what I want them to do? They just don't listen to me. Well, they don't really know you. Yeah, they, you're a stranger. They don't, they don't know your heart. You're just a person yelling at them that they need mm-hmm. to pull up their pants. And yeah. any human person is going to get defensive about right, that. Right, because I be don't like, know you. I don't kn- <laughs> why are you yelling at me? I don't understand. Or as many young people would put it, you you're, you you ain't my mama. So. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's an important, in any conversation like this, Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard to have a conversation about faith with anyone that you don't have a relationship with. Now, there are instances where you walk up to somebody in the coffee shop and the conversation just starts. And God bless you that I've had those conversations, but it doesn't usually work that way in real life. What happens is you meet a person and over time you develop a relationship with that person and then they feel comfortable enough to talk to you to talk about their faith. Mm -hmm. I have a friend of mine who I met at a job that I no longer have. Um, and we, I did not go in there thinking I'm going to share my faith with this person, but we just talked about life mm-hmm. over time. He felt comfortable, comfortable enough to tell me about his life. I told him about my life, the things that I do outside of work, which include being involved in church, being involved in ministry. And that opened up a door for a conversation, but I didn't go into it saying, I'm about to, I'm about to save this dude today. Yikes. But we had that conversation and then. Out of that, he's visited church. He was a part of our small group and is a person I still check in with from time to time as well to see how he's doing. Um, it, it, but it all started with him understanding my heart right. and knowing that I'm not here to try to change you. I'm here to just have an co- open conversation with you about you about anything. And if it leads to faith, it leads to faith. Mm-hmm. And once we get there, then I want to be as much of a resource to that person as possible. Yeah. But it helps when that person doesn't feel like, oh, you're just preaching at me. Right. Or that you're trying to get a notch on your belt. Yes. You know? Yes. So what God I... God got another one. Right. <laughs> and no, no one wants... I don't think very many people want to feel that way. Mm-hmm. That I'm just some trophy that you can talk about next time you go to church because i said the prayer of salvation with you you know that that's not a good feeling Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel genuine to a lot of people Mm -hmm. but so i think when we talk about evangelism being done most fruitfully in relationship Mm -hmm. some people are going to listen to us and be like okay well how do you explain what was happening in the billy graham era Mm -hmm. right where you've got 
droves of people mm-hmm. arriving to stadiums to get saved. And to that, I would say that was a very different time. It was. <laughs> very it different. Was. Um, I think since then, we have become much more of a postmodern, there are multiple truths that can be true kind mm-hmm. of a civilization. And mm-hmm. so... It's going to be very difficult nowadays for you to have no relationship with someone yeah. to pick up a microphone in in the middle of a large room and share the gospel with them or yell the gospel at them, no matter how persuasive and eloquently shared right. <laughs> and have that person say, oh, you know what? I do want to change my life. I do accept this truth as a truth above all truths, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I live on social media and, and that's just not how the world works anymore, yeah. you know? So... I do want to acknowledge that, that there was a time, mm-hmm. there really was a time where people could grab a bullhorn and go stand on the corner and, and get, you know, a handful of people saved. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're in that time anymore. Yeah. And we need to, we need to acknowledge that and change our tune, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of people are, mm-hmm. and it is beautiful when we see people with different faith backgrounds able to share friendship with a Christian Mm -hmm. and be developing that relationship to the point where they do begin to kind of get their hearts pricked and kind Mm -hmm. of say, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe this relationship with Jesus and, and joining in the work of, of restoring creation alongside of Jesus through the spirit. Maybe I do want to, you know, join in into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of, sharing our faith that has to do not with the words that we say, but in the life that we model. Absolutely. We, we want people to be able to look at us and say, they have something that I, I don't know what it is. Mm. I don't know what it is. I just, I need to know more. Yeah. I, I need to understand like, where does that come from? Um, and I think one of the things that we failed to do as Christians is a lot of the time is to live a life that reflects that. Mm. It reflects something else that's not <laughs> that's not Yikes. the the fruits of the spirit that we see in the gospels. It's something else. But if we lived if we lived a life that was long suffering, mm. if we showed these things in our daily walk and our daily conversations, I think we, we wouldn't have to be so hard pressed. I got it. Jesus is the way. Yeah. It just and so like I think of the quote. You know, um essentially i'm gonna horribly paraphrase and butcher this quote so whoever said it sorry um you know the best sermons are done without words Mm -hmm. you know there's a place for those outward expressions but there's also space for let me live this life let me show you let me show you what it's like to be a peacemaker yeah let me show you what it's like to stand up for justice let me show you what it's like to have peace in the middle of the storm Mm. i don't have to just say it and no one can see that if they mm-hmm. don't share a genuine relationship with you that's exactly. being cultivated across time. Mm-hmm. And so that's the conversation about, you know, maybe cross faith relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's it is a, it is a little bit different when you've got a person who is just like, yep, I've already decided I don't want mm-hmm. anything to do with, you know, your God. I, I don't mm-hmm. you know, I don't care. And so to answer the question, how do we interact? We, we, we interact as, as people who follow, you know what I mean? Like, Not like a raving lunatic arguing with them all the time. You know, I think it's a very um, straightforward answer. Uh-huh. Like you, you love them. Mm-hmm. You 
respect them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. And it's not the kind of like passive aggressive where you're just constantly showing pity on people. Right. For whatever, whether it's a lifestyle choice, whether it's a, another faith, but like, oh, well, I don't agree with you, but. Good luck, yeah. like that whole like the condescending. Kind of condescending. It's yeah. like that's not lo- that's not love. It's not. <laughs> that's not love. I think love, love honors someone's choice. Mm-hmm. You know, and depending on what side of the fence you are <laughs> on, you know, the Calvinist versus watch the line that you're going on. This, this, we have to talk about it eventually. Yes, we're not going to do a full blown Calvinist or, not, or Armenian, Armenian pod podcast, but the, the line does exist <laughs> yeah. and people have different beliefs based upon whether you have a choice in, mm-hmm. in being in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're saying is loving someone as human being to human being mm-hmm. <laughs> that you honor someone's choice. And I think the other thing that's important when you're interacting with people who have outwardly said no mm-hmm. is to approach the relationship with some humility and understanding that you really don't know what's going on in their heart. Yeah. They may have outwardly said no, but there might be something going on in what their thoughts sound like, mm-hmm. what their passions sound like, their preferences that is beginning to lean toward yeah. a life of faith and they may not even realize it. Yeah. And so I think having that kind of humility where you're like, okay, I, I honor the fact that you said, no, I'm going to respect you. I'm going to behave toward you as someone who wants your best interest, but will not force what I think your best interest is mm-hmm. on you. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to acknowledge that, there could be something going on in you that neither of us understand. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of the the spiritual element of our faith mm-hmm. that it's important to keep alive. Yeah. That you really don't know. We're and not we're not responsible we're for not the responsible. results. We are not doing the work. I know it feels like we're you're doing work where you're evangelizing to somebody, but the Holy Spirit is doing the work. Exactly. And that work may happen in that conversation. It may happen four conversations from now. It may happen to this person completely independent of you. 10 years, Ten years for, down the line. But the Holy Spirit does the work of the heart. Yeah. We can't do that. We can't. We cannot. No matter how many debates we have, no matter how many times we'll yell at somebody that they're Coffee wrong, dates. no matter how many times we condemn somebody's <laughs> behavior, the, the work of the heart can only be done by the Holy Spirit. And Indeed. then it's up to that person how they respond to that. Mm-hmm. But what we do know is you, we get far less fruitful results <laughs> with the constant pushing and the constant mm-hmm. reminding and, and convicting. It's just, it's, it's rare for someone to be like, you know what? That last time that you embarrassed me in front of people on social media about how I'm that not a Christian it. yet. That that's it. That's that it. was the turning point for me. Please let me know when the first right. church service is <laughs> like that. It just does not happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think, with those things in mind, just the understanding that the most fruitful about evangelism happens in relationship mm-hmm. and that secondly, we, we really don't know what's going on in someone's heart. And so to assume that because someone has said no, mm-hmm. that we should change the way we honor them and change how kind we are to them or how present we are in their lives, mm-hmm. it really assumes that we know more than we can. And so I think acting with humility is really important in these relationships. Yeah, absolutely. That is a great button on that topic. 
Once again, it's one of those things we could talk about for so much longer. Yeah. But we're not going to. (laughs) (laughs) In the next segment, we're going to talk about relationships. And it is the vaunted extroverts versus introverts. And I would like to add ambiverts into this conversation. Ambiverts. Um, You know, you you want to talk about introverts don't get any love. Ambiverts get no love. They don't. Everybody's like, pick a side. You don't get any (laughs) in between. (laughs) Oh, so I think the first question we need to ask is, what even is an introvert or an extrovert? And if you think that I'm going to answer that, <laughs> I'm not. Like a, you are the mental health professional that is going to answer that oh, in, the, in a much better way than I ever could. It's a difficult question to answer. What I will say is it is not someone being rude versus being personable. hmm Introverts are not by default rude. Extroverts are not by default always personable. Mm -hmm. It's not just about how shy you are versus how talkative you are. Introversion and extroversion is really about how you tend to process social energy. Mm -hmm. So are you someone who, after you've exerted a lot of social energy in, you know, in a gathering of people or maybe a, a, long several hour long interaction with one person are you someone who feels energized after that or do you feel more drained if you feel more drained you're probably more on the introverted side of the spectrum if you feel recharged Mm -hmm. you're probably on the more extroverted side of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and so secondly the answer to this question is it is on a spectrum Mm -hmm. you you know You're not going to be 100% extroverted, probably, and 0% introverted. You're probably going to be somewhere along that line, and ambivert is right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Ambivert is someone who's around Mm 50-50% in terms of how they process social energy. So I love to start the conversation off that way Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people just get put in these rude versus talkative Mm -hmm. kind of boxes, and I don't Mm -hmm. think it does... I don't think it does justice to the conversation if we do it that way. And then let's talk about where we are on <laughs> the continuum. Mm. So I think you would have answered this question differently before the pandemic. What um, do you think? I think we had come to a realization about it later on, before that, but it, mm. the, the 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 pandemic has definitely crystallized and solidified mm-hmm. that change. So what do you think? I still hold to the fact that I am the ambivert. <laughs> oh goodness! I am I, now. There are moments where I can get pulled more into introversion, especially when I'm with you. Mm, talk more about that, if you don't mind. What do you mean, talk more about that? But it's because that's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it. I just talked about it. <laughs> but no, I think I think that's a, a novel idea. I think uh-huh. people think that their introversion is like the same in every setting, mm-hmm. and so I think that's a good. A good point that you made is it can change. Yeah, my so I guess I will out my wife. She is an introvert. Oh, all the way. Yeah, what, was, what did the comedian say? A violent introvert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is her name? A uh, Aparna, I think, is her. Oh name. Oh my gosh, she is. When she said that hilarious. hilarious. She said that she's a, a violent, either violently introverted or aggressively. Uh, yeah. And I was like, wow. I think that <laughs> I think that captures <laughs> captures my internal experience. So my wife is very much introvert and it, you guys, it took a long time for me to learn that and what that meant. I just, 
I just thought my wife was weird. I'll be honest. Yeah. I just thought she was weird. And then I started to understand, oh, my wife is introverted. And it doesn't mean that she doesn't like people. Mm-mm. It's it's that she just, it is a draining experience when she has to spend a lot of social energy. And so for me, when I want to be with her or when I'm with her, it'll pull me more into my introversion of, let's just stay at home and watch a movie and like not go out. But then there's like, during this pandemic, pandemic i've noticed parts of me that are like literally withering and dying because yeah like i want to hang out with my family and just like sit and talk Mm. and just have a good time i want to like being around a group of people i want to go on vacation somewhere and just be around people even if i'm not talking to like just to be around in the mix a little bit and y'all bless malcolm's heart i will forever release him into <laughs> into the environment please go spend as much time as you want with but whomever she, but she doesn't understand that she, she, i want to spend that time with her and see you know quality I, time is also one of my love, love languages guys oh so, we have to talk about that well, that's a different podcast that's a, different <laughs> that's podcast. a whole different segment. And we might need to bring in some like guests to moderate yes can have the the conversation in a in a civil way we can but it would moderators. it would be fun to have a, to, it would to do it with another couple that it would be, would fun. be. yes hmm. jot that down <laughs> so yes so i have a very introverted experience mm-hmm. um i don't know where i would put myself in i don't think i'm a hundred percent you just said you've already said that that's not a that doesn't exist i know i'm, I'm sitting you've already made to qualify. that you already made that that disclaimer i think i'm just feeling defensive let me check my own emotions it's okay. but it's true it's okay. i i have because of how easily i get drained socially mm-hmm. um and I, I appreciate that you brought up the fact that it's not that i don't love people i mean mm-hmm. i'm I'm a therapist, so I mm. would, goodness, I would hope that I'd like people. That would be a very interesting. It'd be a very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love people. Mm. I love, one of my favorite things is facilitating group therapy and seeing people honor one another and facilitate each other's change mm-hmm. and experience joy together. Like, oh, I love those moments so much, but I don't have a very <laughs> large tank mm-hmm. to yeah. be present in those moments. Mm-hmm. And I think whereas you were sad to figure out that I was an introvert, I was also sad because I, you know, growing up, mm-hmm. I experienced that draining feeling yeah. as a very, a kind of shameful thing mm-hmm. because I was torn between, wow, like I, I love seeing people love each other well and mm-hmm. being involved in that, but I feel so tired afterward. Mm-hmm. Like I would just be in my room, just sleep mm-hmm. after church. And it wasn't, it wasn't a sleep that was like, oh, I just had, you know, some food in the basement of the church and mm-hmm. I'm in a food coma. <laughs> it was like, no, I'm like socially and emotionally exhausted. Yeah. And then I would be irritable if I didn't get rest afterward. Mm-hmm. So it really is important to frame this conversation as a physical thing too. Yeah. Like introverts, their, you know, their heart rate rate might change depending on the social setting. Mm-hmm. You know, they may feel more anxious because it's just a lot of social energy to take in there. It's not all in, in their head, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, it's not all in our head where we're like, man, I don't like people. It's a physically draining experience. Yeah. So would you like to talk about what that recharge feels like for you sometimes. Cause I, I don't understand it. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, being... I like to use the word omnivert. I know it's not real, it's but not. omnivert sounds so much more epic than oh ambivert. Ambivert sounds like, I don't know, like you eat vegetables. I don't know. <laughs> omnivert just sounds like, yes. It sounds I am, Jurassic I am Park. all verts. <laughs> um, so like the, the introverted part of me is completely content with curling up and watching a documentary mm-hmm. with you and being perfectly fine. And that's, there's moments where I need that. I need that moment to recharge. Mm-hmm. But there's other moments where I do feel I get a, bur- a burst of energy being, for example, around my my uh, brother-in-law and my sister and, and her mm-hmm. two kids. Like, I'll leave that. And I think when I, when I first noticed it, noticed the difference in our extrovert and introvert uh continuum was after that i'll be like man that was really good and i'll be like how are you doing it you just look like you just want to go to sleep like immediately <laughs> and it's not any reflection on how good or bad the time was no I that was it. just all of the social energy that you have that and that it. is it you don't even have enough to answer that question you're looking at me like it's time to go to bed and i'm like it's four what are you talking about <laughs> like, even after a hard day in the right context if i'm with the right group of people that's like a great way for me to like decompress it's just have fun with some people and then other times michael's like i ain't got it mm. go have fun it's gonna be me and you that's it <laughs> me, me you and this papa john's pizza that's it <laughs> um so like initially when we got married i think i believed that i was an extrovert and which yeah the dynamics of our relationship are so interesting because michael can make me look like an extrovert sometimes oh, oh the contrast <laughs> is real um and if, if we're being honest People would assume that I'm the, the nice one in, in, of the couple, and I'm not. I am not the nice one. My kid's the nice one. <laughs> There's some disagreement about that. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, so it's like she. It makes she makes me look like the brightest and happiest person. But we have a friend of ours who's like the extrovert of all extroverts. Like oh, there's no. There's, there's no, no doubting. Mm-mm. None at all. And it's beautiful like to see this person. We're trying not to out them. Yeah. <laughs> but to see this person interact with people. <laughs> it's really beautiful because this person has this endless well. Mm. And I envy it a bit because mm. there's like it never runs dry. Mm. And so I think what we can't ignore is that the world needs mm-hmm. both. You know, and I think. Could you imagine if everyone was either introvert, like if everybody in the world was a. First, let's start with extroverts. If everybody in the world was extrovert, it would be a much louder place for one. <laughs> well, yes, maybe. You wouldn't be There's able to. quiet extrovert. Like, could you imagine a New York subway with everybody being an extrovert and just, and just <sighs> trying to get their social recharge on the subway? Yikes. It, 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 it would be very energized. Could you imagine? <laughs> And then could you imagine the world of all introverts where everybody is looking at each other like, please don't, everybody is looking at each other like, please don't talk to me right now. I need a minute. However, I need a minute. <laughs> however, there would be a mutual understanding and no one would be overwhelmed. So No, they'd be overwhelmed with anxiety thinking about, oh my gosh, please nobody sit down and talk to me. We could really unpack this though, because is this, are these scenarios where everyone knows that everyone is? That's that's the thing they don't. <laughs> they it, don't. It only works if they don't. If they don't, that's yes. true. That's true. Yeah. So those those two worlds. Th- yeah. No. It's it's not supposed <laughs> to be that way. And as an introvert, I certainly know that uh-huh. because honestly, like truth be told, when we are in a social setting together, I think we really begin to do this dance where we enter. You know, 
we have this interdependent kind of mm-hmm. arrangement going where I'll, you know, I'll kind of step back for a little bit and allow you to get that charge of social energy by interacting with several people at once, which I, I think is a beautiful feat that I cannot do for long. <laughs> and as I'm quietly recharging in the corner, then, you know, I'll tap I'll tap myself in and you can go get something to drink and then I'll, you know, interact with people in your place. And so it can be a very team oriented experience. Go team. <laughs> um, so what would you say is the hardest part about being married to an, omnivert, an ambivert? The hardest part? Or, or let's, I can change the question. What is the the do you have a moment where you realized that we are not <laughs> we are not the same when it comes to this continuum ooh i think that question's harder than the first one okay um i don't have a definitive like this was the first moment mm-hmm. i knew but i will say when when you and i were leading our small group mm-hmm. I noticed that you would have, like, even after you had a hard day at work Mm -hmm. and we had a two and a half hour small group meeting, you still had something left. Mm -hmm. And I was like already irritable and done just five minutes after the last person left. Mm -hmm. And so I would even say that that's when you and I began to notice, because I think you said earlier that it was pre-pandemic that we started to Mm -hmm. notice. Um, And I would say that it was that like era of our lives (laughs) of our marriage where we were like, Oh, we have very different social tanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you? Do you have one of those moments? I don't know if it's fair to like talk, but I guess it's a safe space. It's a (laughs) safe space. Will we be an unsafe space? Are we going to hear like a commotion in the background? I don't know. This is a safe space. Okay. You guys, <laughs> I'm going under the bus, y'all. This no, is I'm what's not about to happen. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I, I realized it during like interactions with my family, mm. and I think it was at first I took it like personally, like oh my yeah. gosh, my wife hates my family, like I can't believe I've married a person who hates my family. Um, but when I came to understand more about what it really means to be an introvert, that it's not about oh Micah's being rude, like I can't believe she came up in my parents' houses. No, like. That takes a tremendous amount of emotional energy if you aren't even if you aren't recharged by it especially mm-hmm. that is a, another level of of drain <laughs> and y'all Malcolm's family is beautiful you know i one of my favorite things is sitting back and just watching the interplay of all the personalities, mm-hmm. but I think there's definitely a predominant like extroversion mm-hmm. versus yes. i think there might be t- I mean, really just one person i can think of that's mm-hmm. more introverted i, I kind of want to ask who uh, so it's people that know my family so I, th- I think i think mom is a bit more introverted oh yeah yeah, yeah. That's, true. that's true and and everyone else is is definitely on the more extroverted side well here's the secret i think both of my parents are introverted really yeah, i think my dad is actually more introverted than my mom yeah oh you know what yeah i w- i would agree yeah. huh 
I'm sure I'm going to get a text message about this <laughs> from one or both of my parents, probably from my sister telling me. They might disagree. They will probably absolutely disagree. Because <laughs> they both look like you can see how mom and dad love people. Mm-hmm. They love people. But I would say the dad definitely has mm-hmm. less energy mm-hmm. afterward. Yeah. Um, but even even comparatively speaking, I think I'm further on the introverted scale. Yes, you are. Yeah, <laughs> compared to everyone. And yeah. and so there are moments where I'll kind of fall back mm-hmm. and, and just observe and, and enjoy it. Honestly, when I first started realizing that, that's when I was like, okay, I see what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Like, And I, it used to annoy me because I'd be like, like, be a part, be, like, be in the mix. I am. But that takes emotional <laughs> energy. It's like, it takes energy to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a situation where you know, social interaction is draining. Mm-hmm. Then it's tough to summon up the energy from your drained place <laughs> to like to be on for that entire time. So um, now, family vacations uh-huh. on the second day, I'm in it because I had a good night's sleep. You know what I'm saying? Do we really sleep well on family vacations? <laughs> like, though? Most of the time, we end up sleeping on a couch or or some, some rollout bed because I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Because it's a large family it's for a one, large so it's yeah, it's relatively large family. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it was tough finding, like, not taking that personally. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, my wife hates me, hates my family. Like, it's a, it's not a personal thing, and it's not even really something that you could super control. Mm-hmm. So where would you think? Okay, so let's go to your your mom. Where do you think your mom falls on the spectrum since we started talking about family? Oh, a my bit? mom is. I think I know the answer to this, but much more extroverted than introverted. She absolutely is. She has this beautiful way of connecting with like, and I've 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 always noticed it. Mm-hmm. Even when I was younger, she could connect with several people at the same time mm-hmm. and have these genuine like present mm-hmm. interactions with them yeah. and be fine, like be fine mm-hmm. for hours on end. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm in the, I'm like, ma, please. I'm in the car. I'm exhausted. <laughs> just thinking about some of the times you've gone to your mom's house and we get there and it, the house is just full of people. Full of people. And you're just like, Oh my goodness. Okay. How long is this going to be going on? And the whole night. Then it becomes 11 o'clock and then 12 o'clock and you're like, and, and no one's leaving. Like no, no one's one. no one's losing steam. And like that's it's just, just the space that she creates. It's it's, it's beautiful. Incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Even as a person who has some extrovert tendencies, that is incredible. It is. It's a superpower. Like that's one thing that I don't think I can get I can get you to like fully embrace. It's like entertaining people in our home. I think I've for long periods. For of long time. period that is that is a the dinner caveat. is one thing, like <laughs> Watching a movie is one thing. But again. But having a five to six to seven hour party Ooh. at the end of a long work week. Those like are that's, fighting but words. You're, but, you're, but your mom, like, that's like. She's, that's her thing. She, I know she was struggling in quarantine. Like, yeah. just. Yeah. She can't see her people. She can't go out. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. But I, I think what I've noticed is when we do entertain, mm-hmm. there is, again, that, that team oriented, like. I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe everything down. I'm gonna set the stage, light some candles. 
I'll cook. I'll, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure it's hospitable. Mm-hmm. And I got you for them first, like, 45 <laughs> minutes, <laughs> maybe 47. Uh-huh. Then you will find me somewhere on the 48th minute. You will absolutely see me cleaning something in a corner. And that is because I'm recharging. And what I love is that the people who spend a lot of time with us, they understand that. Mm-hmm. And they don't take it personal. And it gives me so much room to just be myself and not feel shame. And I'm so grateful for that because this is and it's an extroverted world. And so us us more introverted people, we get, you know, we get called things and whatnot. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to take it personal or whatnot, but it is good to have people in your corner who honor your introversion. It is. Or your ambiversion. Or your ambiversion. Or omniversion. Uh, omniversion. What are you feeling? <laughs> so yeah, once again, we could talk about this for a really we long could. time. But the conversation doesn't have to stop here. It doesn't. Go to social media, continue this conversation, use the hashtag at Talk About It Podcast. You can also pull us into the conversation. We're on Twitter. I am at Malcolm M Music. And I am at Spoken worship. Let's remember what your Twitter <laughs> I handle is. I forgot my Twitter handle. And we'd love to be a part of this conversation with you. And love to see you continuing this with your friends, your family, your coworkers, that weird neighbor that doesn't really talk to you. Do it all. <laughs> Do it up. <laughs> Go for it. Find the and try, find the introvert in your life and pull them into this conversation. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what if the introvert doesn't want to talk? <laughs> well, Mm, I don't know. Say? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's best done in a relationship. So ah, talk there about we it go. Full circle. Good comedic relief. <laughs> so y'all, this has been a wonderful time. We thank you so much for joining us on this conversation about introversion versus extroversion and how to interact with people who have no interest in talking about faith. None. So we invite you to continue the conversation. And let's keep talking about it.